Welcome to the Health and Wellness Show on your VOCM. Now, here's your host, Dr. Mike Wall. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Wall. And today we are going to talk about the value of being out in nature, both for our physical and mental health. We're here with Dr. T.A. Loeffler, who brings 30 years of expertise, leading people through significant life-changing experiences in every facet of her work. T.A.'s work and adventures have taken her to 52 different countries in all seven continents. She has completed six and four-fifths of the seven summits in the highest peak on all seven continents. In 2020, she was named to the 90 Greatest Canadian Explorers list by Canadian Geographic. Thanks for being here, T.A. Thanks for having me. All right. And with her, we have Dr. Hassan Khalili who was born and raised in Iran, where he earned his BA and did two years of military service. He then went on to get his master's degrees, and I say degrees because he has an MBA and MSc, and his PhD in Kansas and Iowa in the U.S. in the 70s, and has since worked in the U.S. in Newfoundland for over 40 years, where he's the founder of Kalili Associates Counseling here in St. John's. He's traveled all over the world as well, and we're going to hear about those adventures today. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Kalili. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. All right. Well, let's get to it, guys. Maybe you guys can start off by telling us a bit about yourself, because you're both so extremely interesting. your job, and what you do each day, and maybe we'll start with you, T.A., and then we'll scoot over to Dr. Clilly. All right. Well, I am uh, a professor in, at Memorial University of Newfoundland and Labrador in the School of Human Kinetics and Recreation, and I have the great privilege of being an outdoor recreation and education specialist. So going outside is both my uh, avocation and my vocation. So I teach a lot of courses that help uh, future teachers and future recreation professionals uh, know the value of the outdoors. Right on. Yeah, you're famous for one line I always quote from you is talking about vitamin N, vitamin nature. We're going to talk about that today, I think. Uh, And what about you, Dr. Quilly? Run us through your typical day. Which one do you want to know? Because (laughs) I've been... uh, (laughs) I've been... uh, a couple of professions, but... uh, um, I grew up in a farm, and uh, mm-hmm. so we, I used uh, we start walking then. Then I yeah. uh, I was a dreamer, so I I dreamed to I had bucket list when I was ten years old. And the reason right. I'm saying that because I wonder how it turned me to become a psychologist. I end up in the states. I wanted to do MBA to do import export, but I end up in We'll go back to my profession being a psychologist. I moved to St. John's in 85, and I was senior psychologist with Waterford Hospital, and I became director for about seven, eight years, and then and then I went to full-time private practice. But we have a general psychological practice. I've been operating over almost 30 years. Wow. Wow. Well, lots of experience there. Well, and I think that one of the reasons I wanted you guys to both be on the show is that you've had some pretty amazing adventures. Um, uh, when we say six and four-fifths of the seven summits, T.A., tell us a bit about some of the, the uh, things you've done that, that got you on the list of explorers. Well, yes, I, I made a goal of trying to climb the seven summits. And uh, other than Everest, who's playing a little hard to get, uh, that took me to every single continent to stand on the highest uh, highest points, and along with that, uh, journey to uh, 30 different countries trying to reach their highest points, of which uh, 20 uh, I got to see the view from there. And then also, uh, I'm a big fan of traversing landscapes, so skied across Greenland and uh, have done now six expeditions in Labrador. I, I love uh, visiting the Labrador portion of uh, Newfoundland and Labrador, and definitely lots of uh, explorations here close to town. 
And uh, one of our greatest trips was in 2018. We spent the summer paddling from Jasper, Alberta to Tuktoyaktuk uh, uh, on the Arctic Ocean. So it was uh, lovely to be outside for that full three-month period. Wow. Sounds pretty boring. I mean, <laughs> that's exciting <laughs> stuff. Yeah. The, and, and, and Dr. Clay, you're no stranger to adventure as well. Um, you've done some pretty wild trips. Name, uh, tell us a few of those. Yourself? Well, I uh, I was not a climber like Satie, and I I I love walking, and I love walking in nature. So when I was kid, I used to go because our farm was in the middle of desert. We used to go overnight because the day was hot. So we go from one point from eight eight p.m. to eight six seven eight a.m. But I was dreamer. I wanted to. I had uh, Kilimanjaro in my head. I was. I had uh, Antarctica in my head. I had uh, Silk Road in my head. I have, uh, and a few other people, other things came to my my attention later on. Uh, when I saw the uh, snow of Kilimanjaro, I was I was probably ten or twelve years old, and at that time I I wanted to go to the mountain. It took me about maybe. 50 years later, and when I was 62, I ended up climbing in 2010. Wow. But but, uh, but before that, I was privileged to go to Peru, to uh, Machu Picchu. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was that was beautiful, beautiful spot, and especially in, green, uh, in the rainforest. And in 2012, my body, my body decided to go to to Antarctica, and it was an interesting, very interesting trip. I never forget when I was on top of the, one of the mountains in, in uh, Antarctic. It was not a mount, really mountain. It was a big hill. It took me about an hour to get top of it. It was all the snow and water, and I was sitting alone uh, for, for what, maybe 10 minutes, and I was thanking God for allowing me to be able to do that. And all of a sudden, I hear Sandy Gibbon, one of my buddies from here, who is the architect. I hear him, life is good, life is good, ain't it, ain't it, ain't it. And he was broke that, broke that time, you know. I I enjoyed that trip tremendously, but I don't go back because there's nothing yeah. else to, to do. And I did also, took us 34 days by myself and John Abbott, who is now candidate for Liberal Party, we did uh, a Camino uh, in Santiago, in uh, from bottom of France to west of Spain, and that was probably the longest one we have done. Uh, it was wow. took us 24 days to get to the whole whole trip. So there are many of these things, but the most the most I the most enjoyed I did because I grew up with dreaming going to Silk Road, which is in Tajikistan, Uzbekistan. I love that every minute of it. Right. Yeah. I just saw a show with Marco Polo about the Silk Road, actually, on uh, TV. Pretty, uh, I think it's a bit far-fetched, but okay. So you had, you had sort of a real eye-opening experience when you wrote Nature. T.A., what, what do you see when you when you look over these amazing vistas from on top of a, a mountain? Like, what, what, what does that do for you? I think it reminds me of my... Um of my place in the world sometimes I, I often feel very small when I'm out in the 
out seeing those amazing landscapes, but I also see feel very big. Uh, I get in touch with um, the vastness of our world and, and often return with a sense of huge amount of possibility. And what's interesting is I was thinking about this yesterday as I was out for a ski up in uh, Pippi Park that for me, sometimes I get it in those amazing big landscapes like Antarctica, and, and sometimes I get it in um, the back of Pippi Park. So uh, there's also mm -hmm. a sense of, of renewal and possibility. And uh, sometimes I just like to look at the blue sky, and it kind of uh, brings a sense of, of hope. And um, it, it's definitely a huge part of stress reduction for me. Right. I mean, it plays a big part in our wellness and day-to-day, -day. and I guess that sort of brings us to one of the major topics that we're hitting a lot these days we're hearing so much about is what's going on with this coronavirus pandemic. Um, people are feeling stressed. There's a lot of anxiety. There's financial anxiety. There's, there's uncertainty about the future, what's going to happen. Um, Dr. Lee, you're experiencing this on a day-to-day -day basis with your, uh, with your profession and population. What are the big things that you're hearing people talk about when they come to see you? Well, the, this is a strange because none of us waiting for this to happen, but we're not prepared. Okay. And so all kind of weirdness come out of this situation that we are in. Now, I personally believe that uh, we are going to four stages of anything, something like this happen, we go to four stages. Stage one, stage of um, unbelievable, it doesn't, doesn't, it's not real, it doesn't look real, it's like a passable thing. Uh, then stage two is well, all this weirdness, all these feelings comes out, comes out like uh, uh, you know, feeling, feeling fear, feeling you know, uh, getting infected, getting, getting sickness. And I see, I hear from my patient that they have uh, feel feel that it's the worst case scenario. Uh, and they, a lot of people told me their routine is goofed up. They are locked in. They feel like prisoner. And some people adjust, adjust to it, some people don't. So anyway, but stage three is a stage of adjustment. Some of us, we already moved to this stage, but some of them are still struggling with stage two. Then in stage four, which is probably we get it sometime in May, will be we find ways to do something about it. Uh, so most people, when they feel weird, to feel off, we are not alone. We are all in together, and uh, this is this is typical of being being uh, in a situation like this. And then the possibility for us is to, uh, be, or the tendency for us is to uh, look for reassurance because we don't know well, uh, what what's ne next. What is next? Everybody and even when they do a briefing, they keep talking about we don't know, we don't know, we don't know more uncertainty. And right. So, uh, so, so the the idea is, we learn through this process that we become our more t our tolerance for uncertainty become become better, and then we uh, start become creative ways of to to uh, to do things. And if somebody was calling me yesterday that. that they couldn't find, uh, they want to make bread, but couldn't find, uh, what you call it, put, put, add into the flour. dough? Yeah, yeah flour. They couldn't, uh, yeah, they, couldn't, they couldn't find any because everybody's no baking. So, right. so everybody everybody is going to gain gain few pounds. So this is all of us. We are to, to, so this is a strange time. We are in it. 
But my point is also, this is a good place to, to develop your spirit because, uh, because now you have time to self-reflect. And, and what I suggest to people, to my patient, is a good time uh, to take on what right with you inventory. So you start every day, sit down and write down what's right with me physically, professionally, mentally, personally, and, and add to it. And also make a game with other family members. For example, today is mom term. Everybody finds something right with mom. I sit down and tell mom. Tomorrow at that time, put it right. it's a game that, that I think that is, is a time that we can, we can get rid of, flash some of the uh, emotional fat we had all of our past life. We can get rid of it. And what I encourage people, I encourage them to get out and walk. It's important, especially when you go to the street and, uh, and people are zigzagging around you, it's okay. Because, but, but, but it's still good to go out, even in your yard, be near the tree, walk, mm-hmm. whatever you can do. That's a good start. We're going to talk a lot about that stage four, about creativity, how people can start to um, expand during this period of time. Um, we're going to take a little break, but we'll be right back with Dr. Hassan Khalili, clinical psychologist, and Dr. T.A. Loeffler, explorer and professor. The Health and Wellness Show will be right back on your VOCM. Now back to Dr. Mike Wall. This is the Health and Wellness Show on your VOCM. Welcome back. We're here with Dr. St. Lilly, clinical psychologist, and Dr. T.A. Loeffler, explorer and professor. Before the break, we were talking about some of the mental health aspects of what's happening now with the coronavirus pandemic. But let's dig a little bit deeper into the physical side of things. What are people struggling with on the physical side now, T.A.? Well, I think a lot of folks have been cut off from their usual ways of being physically active, especially folks that uh, have a, a strong connection with working out in a gym or working out, doing physical activity in classes. So some of those aren't accessible right now. Some people might not be able to use the equipment they're used to using and things. So, yes, just like Dr. Cluley said, that some people have had to be very creative. Um, if you're used to working out with heavy weight at a gym and you're suddenly at home without access to that, some folks have had to find um, jugs of water and some folks have had to, to, you know, find some tires to use and things like that. So there's had to be a, some some creativity. Also, perhaps setting up space inside one's house to, to do that kind of physical activity. There was a, someone pointed out an example of a, someone waiting to go out on a Canadian Navy ship who ran an entire marathon inside uh, her hotel room. So definitely some creativity there. And I think also some folks have then taken to the out of doors. So yes, going for a walk every day, incredible for both mental and physical wellness. The runners probably in some ways had an easier time, you know, just transitioned into running with physical distancing. They're used to being Mm -hmm. outside and and moving along. Other folks have had to make bigger shifts. Uh, Also sorting out how to fit that into your new routine. A lot of times physical Mm -hmm. activity works really well when we have a routine thing. Some folks are get up and go out right to the gym in the morning. Others go, you know, after work. But when we're working at home at our computers, when is after work? So needing to create some of those new routines and fitting it in. You know, for me personally, we've been using a, you know, get up, have a little bit of coffee, do work for three hours. And then the midday when it's warmest and sunniest, we've been heading out for a walk or a ski or a hike. 
uh, and made that a routine so that we don't miss it when we get too uh, engaged in work. So I think it's it's taken some some creativity, some jigging of, of routines. And, you know, for some folks, they made that transition pretty seamlessly. And other folks are probably still working to try to find that physical activity in, in their days. It's funny. I, I Skype with my workout partner every single morning. We've been able to makeshift our equipment. It almost seems normal. We're never, we never miss workouts anymore because we don't have to drive anywhere. It's ironic. Our schedule is a little better, you know, and the workouts are actually a little bit more creative, a bit more fun. Outdoors. Newfoundland is so fortunate. I think about it all the time. People live in big concrete skyscrapers in larger cities uh, that might not have the access that we have where we can go for a walk, you know, with, in nature in minutes. What's the value of being out in nature when we're getting our activity? Well, we, uh, in my business, we sometimes call it vitamin N or vitamin nature. And um, as I'm sure we'll, we'll drop little nuggets throughout the show that uh, research over and over again around the world has shown that access time to uh, fresh air, to the open sky, and to uh, plants and trees is really good for both our physical and mental health. So I think at least uh, for those of us that live here in St. John's, what I appreciate is um, the Grand Concourse, these greenways that we have access to. Um, we have the East Coast Trail, which uh, has different access points. And um, maybe at some point we'll have our city parks back and then out um, over the overpass, then people are surrounded by all of their uh, near nature. And I often think about there being near nature, mid nature, and far nature. So our near nature is our nature that's like, if I look around here, I see green plants that we keep all year round inside to, you know, to help with our spirits. I'm growing some sprouts. That's near nature. Having pictures and imagery, imagery of nature is near nature. Then we have that mid nature. That's what's the nature in our neighborhood. So uh, what I see too is people exploring some of the near nature around themselves, the Grand Concourse, uh, their local um, uh, little hidey hole trails. I mean, there's there's all these wonderful footpaths that, that were used for centuries here. So people are going out. I'm seeing families out on bikes. I'm seeing families go for walks together. So I think in the, again, I said the other day, it's like with the absence of our, our usual activities like youth sport and youth art and things like that, families are, are probably doing some more outdoor recreation together. And I wondered when things start to relax, uh, what families will decide about that. Uh, is that something that was missing from how they how they did their days together um, when they were very probably quite scheduled for some families? So I think it's a time for, for exploration, a time to look around your neighborhood for those parts of nature and, and different ways to be physically active and maybe learn some new ways to be physically active. I think some of the research shows us that those of us that have lots of different leisure activities, lots of different recreation activities, physical activities, when we have sort of a repertoire, we can cope with um, when one, one avenue gets blocked, we can go down a different avenue. So I think it's a, it is a chance to, to try some new things. Yeah, it makes me really happy to see the people walking outside, people uh, jogging and skateboarding and biking, whatever they're doing. And, and this, is a whole, this is a whole area of psychology, too. Um, I read a stat, uh, and I'll throw this one over to you, Dr. Klee, but uh, never uh, before have we been so far away from merging with the natural world uh, that they say that uh, by 2050, 66% of the world's population is projected to live in cities and that the typical American spends 93% of his or her time inside. And there's a, a Japanese term called shin uh, rin yoku, which means forest bathing. Um, 
you know, Dr. Kalik, tell us about some of the health benefits that have actually been shown psychologically and physically by being out in nature. Uh, I really like the way T.A. talk about the near nature, mid nature, and nature, what you said. It's a beautiful way of explaining. If somebody has seen my office, I have near nature, I have a bunch of plants in my office full of flowers. And the reason for that uh, is is because of the profession that I'm in, I hear a lot of stress and drama. <clears throat> and I believe water, trees, and nature would reduce my anxiety, my, my, it's pull all of my stress out of me. So when mm-hmm. we are in nature, especially mid nature, near, in nature, which we call, call it, it, it reduce our anxiety, create a lot of endorphin, and lower our depression, make us happier. And have seen it, people that have done it. Clear our mind. We, we do less ruminate. Um, people who know the word rumination, it means many thoughts and feelings go around, round, round, round. And then when we are in nature, the trees and the nature, the air, the whatever it is, the water, the smell, the birds, and all of this made us pull this our mind deeper, subconscious mind goes completely into it, and within 10 to 15 minutes, you feel you're, you're relaxed. You disconnect the technology, you, you become more creative of being with our creators, and, and and most of people, most of people notice that. One of the things that I notice it is mind and body connection. Mm-hmm. I know when I know when when, for example, I'm stressed. Uh, when right. I'm angry, and uh, when we go to nature, you can do, you can allow that part of your 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 mind to do this differently. I was talking to a couple of my uh, my hiking buddies and I asked them the question, "What does it for you?" These are what you said. They said to me, "I wrote it down. Uh, release pressure from work and home when we go outdoor, when we go in nature." Yeah. Take natural environment and it goes directly to subconscious. Very true. Uh, it's a big, bigger and beautiful natural uh, space, and no, I don't need to deal with any problem. Uh, it, it, the other person said, "If, if physical, physically make me able, it give me confidence." And and we we, we bond, especially we go with friends. It bond us together. One right. of the thing I, I one one of the thing I always say to people, uh, probably other people hear me. There's two words I use. One is acknowledge and validate. Either the, uh, what I, a lot of times I'm acknowledging we are especially in this pandemic time that acknowledging that uh, what we are is experiencing. And but not letting the negativity take over. Well, that's that. That is a good point. Let's let's continue with that right after this break. We got to jump to a quick breather. But uh, when we come back, we're going to pick up right on that because I think negativity is something that uh, we could really easily get caught into right now. Uh, we're going to jump to a break, but we're here with Dr. Hassan Khalili, clinical psychologist, and Dr. T. A. Loeffler, explorer and professor. The Health and Wellness Show will be right back on your VOCM. Now back to Dr. Mike Wall. This is the Health and Wellness Show on your VOCM. 
Welcome back. We're here with Dr. T.A. Loeffler, explorer and professor, and Dr. Hassan Khalili, clinical psychologist. Right before the break, uh, Dr. Khalili, we were talking about negativity and how uh, nature can help sort of reduce that negativity in our day-to-day. Let's just continue where we started off and tell us a little bit more about that. You know, uh, uh, when we are, our brain, especially subconscious brain, filled up with uh, problems, and past problems and, and, and worry for the future and all of, all, all of these things, then we are, our body keep getting 911 calls. So my body will uh, get tensed up, and, uh, and that's the reason a lot of we start eating junk food, uh, we start getting booze, you know, drinking booze in order to go to calm state. So mm-hmm. we are all looking for that calm state. When we go to nature, whatever it is in in uh, in uh, uh, trees and in in nature, in land, in birds and in the air, whatever it is, it pulls those those negative energy out of us. Probably you heard you heard uh, I heard this before, nature deficit disorder. Huh. That's a good one. Yeah, because a lot of people have nature deficit disorder, and it's similar uh, similar to because if you clogged up, it means like we needed liquid drainer to pull pull all this negativity out of our system. Nature is liquid drainer. Make us when we go to the to to uh, to uh, nature, especially if you smell it. If you allow the, the 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 and sometimes you look at the little child or little uh, sleeping, how soundly asleep. Look at the uh, 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 bird. It was how soundly they play because they don't have negativity in them. Negativity is 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 a learned behavior through our so and the people who are negative, they think they are pessimists. They think they are realists. They are not realists. They are they are just negative. And especially nowadays, we hear more more negativity in technology it, uh, and the TV media come to add added to it. Acknowledge that that we are all victim of this, but don't validate them. Instead, use uh, any possibility to to make yeah. it better. So, exactly, I, I'm a huge believer in that. I mean, every time I have a bad day, I'm, I I will. I'll, I'll, the first thing to do is try and get out and get close to the ocean, somewhere uh, just outside of town or somewhere in the woods, even in a trail close by my house. TA, if somebody is going to go and get some physical activity, um, what are some things they should keep in mind to prep themselves to get the most out of it? Well, especially now, we need to be thinking a little bit about where we're going to go for that physical activity. You know, there are some places that are closed. Um, and some folks places that are open because we don't necessarily want to expose anyone unnecessarily to to the virus being prepared out there so having our 10 essentials having water sunscreen uh, it, not too soon but at some point in summer some you know some bug dope good quality footwear so that we're prepared for the rigors of being outside especially if we're going you know further afield on the, the east coast trail Always good to take it a bit slow at the beginning, get that warm up going, get that um, get your blood pumping. Not just go from zero, you know, sitting in front of the screen to like full on. So take your usual kind of warm up thing. 
and then finding the, the, the kind of physical activity that matches what you need for that particular day. Some days we need a saunter and, and, and making sure that we are stopping to, to, to smell the flowers, getting out in the forest. They, they actually did an interesting study, and if you're able to get near trees, within five minutes your stress hormone cortisol drops. Uh, I would right. say whether you believe in trees or not, they did actual blood studies of having to just go hang out with trees. The trees are giving off pheromones. They are giving off scents that we pick up, and it drops our cortisol to be out in them. So uh, sometimes I'll be out uh, and specifically want to be out in the forest, so take a forest trail. Other times I need to see the ocean and, you know, that that, that connection to Blue Mind, Blue Mind being that we'll, we'll, do, we'll pay a premium to have a, a property on the waterfront, either as a hotel room or as a, um, a place to live. And there is a way in which being beside water is very calming, you know, sitting and listening to waves, seeing the stillness or the reflection in the water. So sometimes I'll go near the water. We have these different elements in nature. We have the sky, we have water, we have forests and plants, and we have gardens. The other thing that's sort of missing from, from store shelves right now besides yeast and toilet paper is seeds. People are, are going back to baking and they're going back to growing things. And the gardening literature is full of many ways to, you know, to that gardening is so good for our physical and mental health. So I think, you know, as usual, being prepared to be outside, have that, always take that rain layer, always have something to put on a warm layer and uh, think about how can I definitely keep myself and my family safe when I'm out there. That's good. And I know they can trust you. That's the course you teach uh, a lot of the time. That's the course everybody wants to get in with TA Lafler at the university is going out in the woods and learning how to survive out there. Uh, Dr. Khalili, on the mental health side of things, are there any tips you would recommend people to get the most out of their outdoor activities? The, I think the word is permission. You, okay. you, you, you know, if, you, if you permit yourself to allow, as Dr. Tia said, is, is, is allow the trees to take things away from you, allow that you actually see them, you actually breathe them, actually close your eyes and permit yourself to get away from the, uh, the thing, uh, negativity. And brain have a tendency to learn from you. If you tell them, people who live next to airport do not hear the noise that much because they told their brain not to do it. Mm-hmm. So when, when we go to nature, we, some people say, ah, oh, just only worry about maybe the animal attacking them, versus allow the, themselves, even by the tree, by the water, uh, by whatever nature is, even sitting with the pets. Uh, you know, we are, our spirits is connected to nature. So right. people who are, who, who, are, who are spiritual, they use nature. Our Indian uh, population, they t- keep talking about it. Is and and most of the literature says forest itself is a therapist. Nature itself is a therapist. You don't have to do anything. You just wait, wait for them to, to do it. But permit yourself to be there. And they, to me, to me, you need about two hours, uh, maybe two and a half hours a week of nature. You can't. You can, if most of uh, some of the studies that I have seen, the people who have done more nature, they are generally health, healthier. I am all I'm pretty uh, soon be to 72 years old. I'm compared to my friends, my classmates. I'm healthier because I love to go and let nature take my disease away. Right. Well, that's, that's, yes, and I think that does keep us young. 
Um, uh, my, my grandfather was a river guide uh, and spent a good chunk of his life on the river and hunting and fishing. Um, we've got about uh, a little bit of time, just a tiny bit of time before the break, but TA, maybe you could suggest just a couple of websites people could look at just for some resources. Yeah, so I've been uh, preparing to teach my outdoor ed class online, so I've been looking around for a few, and uh, Mountain Equipment Co-op has quite a, a lovely selection of introductory training videos as does the Recreational Equipment Incorporated, REI. Um, the National Parks have on their website also some great videos on how to begin to go outdoors. So those are three that I'm sending my students to to get a sense of what equipment might I need, what are some options, and um, a source of really good quality information. That's amazing. Well, we're going to jump to a break. I'm here with Dr. T.A. Loeffler, explorer and professor, and Dr. Hassan Khalili, clinical psychologist. We'll be right back after this break. The Health and Wellness Show will be right back on your VOCM. Now back to Dr. Mike Wall. This is the Health and Wellness Show on your VOCM. Welcome back to the show. We're here with Dr. Hassan Khalili, clinical psychologist, and Dr. T.A. Loeffler, explorer and professor. Uh, one thing we haven't touched on yet, uh, Dr. Khalili, is uh, spirituality and how uh, this pandemic offers an opportunity to expand that. Um, what are your thoughts on how spirituality plays a part right now? You're asking me that question. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 believe, I believe the main part of uh, spirituality is nature. And, and if, you're, if you learn how to communicate with nature, don't, don't destroy it. Clean it up. Make sure that uh, we, 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 uh, we have friendly relationships with the birds, with the, with the, with the trees, with, the, with everything all is spirituality. It, 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 that's give us some spirituality ex exercises. To me, uh, uh, life, when we go to this kind of thing, this is where, where we, we, our spirits uh, come. It's not prayer. It's not, it's not, it's, it's believe that there is, there is something good come out of this. Now, we can see not to see something good out of it or 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 be too negatively, but it's spiritually everything is good. Nothing nothing bad is gonna happen. There is heaven someplace. Whatever whatever we we talk about uh, heaven, not the one the religion talk about, is is the way the spirits say that we are all good, we are all in it, we are all go to someplace nice. These are the times that we develop that we we we, we can it's a school that you're learning through that school to be better, to let go of the, uh, the garbage of the past. And love is stronger than fear. And I think that, you know, we're seeing that. We're seeing, you know, on the, on the nature side of things, we're seeing the world heal a little bit in this period of time. We know that there's huge shifts for environmental change and people are starting to recognize their place in nature as well. And, you know, taking that time when we've got it finally to slow down a little bit and get out in nature and, and, and do some thinking about things that we might not, you know, give the attention to. T.A., uh, what's, what's your view on all that? It's definitely, you know, getting outside, and especially when I've been out on expeditions for, um, you know, a bit longer than, you know, just a couple hours during each day, I have that deeper connection to the spiritual side of myself, and, and I often um, – sort of definitely slow down even further the longer I've been out. When I, I did a study a few years ago about folks over the age of 50 that still are able and choosing to go out on long expeditions. And one of the things they told me was sort of like, 
what happens when you get out past that first portage, i.e. when you get to where people can't access things easily and that kind of coming down and, 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 and getting in touch with yourself and also getting in touch with this uh, beautiful nature that surrounds us. So I think getting outside gives us a couple things. It gives us all the things we've already talked about. It gives us that meditative movement. I know at one point I was talking with my meditation instructor and I was saying, I just can't get to my meditation cushion. I just can't sit on it. And he said, it's okay, TA, you meditate every time you go outside, every time you hike, every time you run. So I think you get those similar benefits to, to a, an actual practice of meditation when we get outside. So I think that also gives folks that deeper spiritual connection. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Totally agree. Totally agree. You know, and that's the thing. So if we can disconnect, I remember I was, I actually did the Inca Trail as well. And I was, um, uh, I was completely disconnected from everything. And I was uh, up at uh, this pass and it was so high up. There was no chance of a satellite signal. Nothing was up there. And, uh, and it was a feeling of freedom. Uh, I felt like uh, I didn't have to respond to anything in, in the world back home. And it allowed me to sort of uh, relax a lot more. And I think that that's something people could probably think about doing when they go in nature instead of trying to get that amazing shot. Um, maybe bring a camera, but maybe not a cell phone uh, that's connected where people can still stay linked to the rest of uh, rest of the world. Um, there's going to be some things that, that change, and there's going to be some things that go right back to the way they were. But, T.A., um, where do you think communities can take advantage of this when it comes to addressing physical and mental health um, coming out of coronavirus? Well, I think one of the things we're seeing in communities right now is the need and necessity for outdoor recreation spaces. So for trails, trailways, green spaces, parks, community gardens. And I'm hoping that coming out of this, that uh, along with supporting our usual wonderful indoor recreation, that municipalities can continue, and many do, to look for opportunities in their municipality to have that um, near and especially that mid-nature places that you can get to easily, that aren't long drives, that you can go for a safe walk, a safe run, a safe roll um, with a stroller or someone who uses a wheelchair has a place to actually get out and access many of these things those of us that um, don't have mobility disabilities take for granted. So looking at ways to increase access for everyone to the out of doors and that access means sometimes being in our neighborhoods and also access also means having places with uh, surfaces that work well for rolling and, and slope mm -hmm. and, and width and things. So I'm hoping that out of this becomes a, a, a renewed commitment to those outdoor recreation spaces. Yeah. And Dr. Cooley, uh, on the same side, mental health coming to the forefront. Um, uh, what do you think the communities can, uh, can, develop or, or continue to evolve as a result of this on the mental health side? I, I think that there are, because we are isolated, we've become closer to our, uh, our loved one. But the most important one, we become closer to ourselves. Our relationship with ourselves needs to improve. We, it's a good time to seek inside of us and say, is there what ha have to let go? Uh, what, what kind of but as, uh, as I said, what type of mental fat I have from past, I have to let go. And this is a good time. To me, it's not so much about uh, uh, learning to be good with you because you are about yourself and be able to enjoy your company. Nature does that for you when you are with it because you are com become complete with it. So you learn to be good to you during this process. Not uh, learn not to be negative. Learn to be more realistic and more positive. 
spirituality someplace between there. Right. And sometimes getting through something as difficult as this is, uh, is a great way to let you know, self know that the, maybe you overestimated the negative effect of it, even though it is a rough yeah. time. Well, let, let me ask, I'm going to have a little bit of fun here, guys. I'm going to ask uh, four questions. Let's start with you, Dr. Clearly. We're going to go rapid fire here, and I'm going to ask you four questions, and you, you tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. What is your favorite hike here in Newfoundland? Uh, the one that from uh, Portugal called, uh, not Portugal, but Puchco to Flat Rock. Right I on. Okay. That, uh, I, love, I love that one. That's a beautiful hike. I know that one well. well. What's your favorite place you've ever visited for adventure tourism? So people get ideas when they can travel again. Outside of the country, I said that before. I said that I have many things, but the most loving place I have seen was Set Road. Awesome. What's your favorite season to get outside? All season. <laughs> All right. Especially spring. Very diplomatic to the seasons there. Okay, good. And your favorite view in Newfoundland and Labrador? Uh, from from uh, from the other side of uh, Grossmoor, when we did the, the Long Range Traverse, look mm -hmm. from the other side, see, seeing Grossmoor. It's gorgeous. All right. Good answers. Good answers, people listening. Okay. TA, you, favorite hike? The one I'm on. The one you're on right now. Good answer. Very spiritual. Uh, best place for adventure tourism you visited? Uh, both have NL, Newfoundland and Labrador and Nepal. All right. Uh, favorite season to get outside? Uh, winter, because I can go so many places because the bogs don't slow me down. That is true. Uh, favorite view in Newfoundland and Labrador? The view from Brock's Head Falls, which is on the East Coast Trail between Portugal Cove and Baleen, you can sit with a waterfall to your left, the sunset in front of you, and you get a beautiful view of Bell Island. Oh, that's amazing. Well, guys, uh, we are running out of time. This went really fast. Um, I think there was some really great information there for everybody that was listening about how they can get outside and improve their physical and mental health. So thank you both very much for taking the time and your busy schedules to join me today. Thank you. All right. Well, guys, that was today's show on the value of nature for our physical and mental health. I was here with Dr. T.A. Loeffler, explorer and professor, and Dr. Hassan Khalili, clinical psychologist. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you back here same time next week.